are tuning in to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. My name is Bree, and you can find me at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. Check out the show notes for more information, including a link to my website. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. The placebo effect of yoga. That is today's topic. Now, before we begin, I do want to note that this is not based on scientific data or research of any kind. We have discussed the mind-body connection in the past here on Yoga Podcast, as well as the biology of belief, which I will link in today's show notes. You can go back and listen to those episodes, but today is about really creating that placebo effect. Yes, there is a placebo effect, but as you may or may not know with the complete idea of placebo effects in general, there has to be this testing that takes place, right? So you have to know what the outcome is and then you have to add in the placebo effect. So a good example would be the idea of one case study group to be taking, let's say, like the birth control pill and the other case study group to be taking a placebo. So a pill that they believe is indeed birth control. And then they both take into account their sexual activity, the time of the month of their menstruation. And also, I'm pretty sure there needs to be some detailed um, data on how fertile all parties are and so on and so forth to be able to create a scientific method to really know if there is a placebo effect, if there is a mind-body connection with with your belief system, your biology of belief. Now, that is a very risky endeavor unless, of course, you are trying to have a child, which in that case, some could state that the placebo effect of believing you're taking birth control can actually be overridden by the want and desire of procreating. Now, for those out there who have accidentally become pregnant or who have trouble you know, conceiving a child regardless of how badly they want it, this is a very sensitive topic, but it is a good one to to really wrap your mind around the placebo effect versus maybe you have a headache and one person takes, you know, a pain reliever and the other person takes a Tic Tac, (laughs) but believes it's a pain reliever, right? And the idea that both parties will overcome the headache. That's probably a little bit less risky and easier to moderate versus something as really serious as birth control, right? But both are examples. Now, how and why do you care about this when it comes to your practice of, in particular, let's say asana, the postures, the movement of the body on the mat, in a studio, which is usually the most common place, right? But 
our living rooms have become very common in the last couple of years. So, you know, I was a proponent of a personal practice four years ago. And a couple of years ago, I hope that many of us have actually really embraced that personal practice, but also really do enjoy that community environment as well. So why is this important and why do I want you to lean into what could be considered and even the most cheeky, less scientific way, a placebo effect of yoga. Really, how can you get more out of your practice, right? Now, we talk about so many things. We talk about understanding your own anatomical effect and how yoga meets you on the mat. We talk about spirituality. We talk about alignment. We talk about you know, modifications and progressions using props, all of these things that help us in our practice. But what about simply going into your practice? Now, we do this in some respect with intention, right? You know, we might pay attention at the beginning of practice of how our body feels, what we're bringing with us, rather it's ailments, injuries, you know, what is our mindset? How do we feel emotionally? All of these things we might take note of without judgment, of course. And we might even set intentions such as, you know, what it is that we hope to accomplish, you know, peace, relaxation, maybe more strength and flexibility, you know, whatever it may be. Maybe we have a motto or a mantra, but, and those things are helpful, I must say. I, I talk about this you know, multiple times in the past, I believe for an entire year, I had written at the top of my yoga mat for my personal practice, a mantra that was really needed in my life at the time I needed to embody this mantra. And when I used to look at it and set my intention on it, you know, there was a part of me that knew I needed to get to this place that this mantra was encouraging me to get to, which was for me all internal, all introspective, emotional. Um, I knew that I wasn't there at the time, right? So over time, this mantra became my way of thinking and then became my way of living and being. So in some respect, maybe that is a bit of what we're talking about, you know, repetition, becomes habitual and habits help us to rewire the brain, the nervous system to get out of the old amygdala, that fight or fight reflex, flight or fight. I don't know if I said fight, fight, <laughs> that too. Um, and all of that is really important. And it's something that we have really discussed and, and will continue to discuss here on Yoga Podcast because it's it's that imperative that we really do embrace those ideologies on and off of the mat. But today, I want you to think about something even maybe more frivolous, right? And what I mean by that is maybe it's something that seems insurmountable. Like, you know, we've been working a lot in my live classes, my li live sessions on flexibility and balance. You know, um, I've been personally taking a lot of workshops that pertain to breathing and balance and core and all of these things as well for my own practice as a student, but also to help my own students in my teachings. So 
when we have this intention, you know, to let's just say utilize our bandhas in yoga, those root lock energies, those subtle energies of the body to help us utilize strength in a more, I think, indirect way, but more beneficial way or help us with flexibility. This is something that we learn in yoga. This is a part of an advanced practice, right? Along with pranayama is understanding the bandhas and the subtle energy centers and the chakras and and these esoteric views and point of views that we may have for our practice. But what about just walking into and onto your mat with saying, I am really flexible. I am really strong or, you know, maybe something even more, you know, molecular, like I can do the middle splits. I can do monkey pose, you know, or I can do a handstand. Now, I'm not saying that this is going to be something that magically appears overnight, but there is something about the nervous system not fighting that fear that's probably somewhere aligned with why you're not there yet, wherever there is. For some people, there is something that's come simply to many. And for some people, there is something that a very small percentage of humans can accomplish, right? But if you walk into that space, you know, I kind of like to think of it as your first day of med school or law school, you're not thinking, at least I would I would make the assumption I've never had a first day of medical or law school, but I would imagine in some of the endeavors I've done, you know, um, especially like my first marathon, I my entire intention was to do it. It was never, I'm not going to be able to do this. I didn't go on, you know, two hour, five in the morning runs to beat the sun type of runs going, there's no way I'm going to ever run a marathon. I went on those runs going, I have to do this because I'm going to run a marathon. And if I cannot run for two hours this morning, then that's going to be a very big challenge when I try to run for four or five hours for my first marathon, right? Doesn't mean that fear didn't crop up or that doubt didn't crop up, but there's something about the nervous system going, wait, you you're, you know how to drive a car. You're not going to be afraid versus being 16 years old and getting behind the wheel for the first time with one of your very controlling and nervous parents guiding you, you know, for the first time you're driving a car versus, you know, several years into the practice plus, right? Um, everything is that way. But many of us go into certain things telling ourselves, telling essentially our deeper inner parts of being that this has to be accomplished. Like I'm going to have to drive. <laughs> there's, there's no question. I'm needing to figure this out or whatever. But we don't do that in, in every area. And this isn't coming from a perfectionism type place or a place of trying to be uh, quote unquote successful only. This is coming from a place of relaxing the mind so that the body can instinctively respond in the most peaceful, 
relaxed way. So, I do believe when we create the placebo effect of yoga, like whatever your real belief systems are about practicing, for some, they really believe that it's anxiety reducing. I don't know if you can hear my little Bella in the background. Hang tight, everyone. Let me let me quiet these pups down. Ah, the joy of recording around little animals. So when you think about it, as, as I was saying, whatever has given you the intention of practicing, you know, for some, it's to heal something within their lives, their body, their emotions. You know, for others, they were recommended to yoga by a physical therapist or a primary physician. So they walk in the doors feeling that yoga is healthy or healthful. For others, it's, you know, wanting to be more mobile or flexible. Whatever it is, there's this there's this inherent effect without even ever practicing yoga that you've already decided that yoga is going to be X, Y, and Z for you, that it's going to work for you in this one particular way. That, in a sense, is creating yoga as this placebo effect. You know, I think that this TikTok is a pain reliever. I have a migraine. I'm going to take this and 20 minutes later, I'm going to assume that my migraine has dissipated. That can easily be your practice. So I invite you to think of it in this very beyond intentional way, but just telling yourself, this is what yoga is going to do for me. Or this is what today's practice is going to do for me. Or the next 30 days, I want my practice to be about this particular event for the mind or for the body. And don't think about it every day. Just make that point in your mind that this is what it is. And as my dear friend has always said, the day you begin practicing yoga is the day you stop aging. You know, for me, that just is so embedded within me, within my soul, that I honestly believe that. I honestly feel like yoga is my personal fountain of youth. Now, obviously, I don't make an assumption that I'm Benjamin Button, right? <laughs> I'm having reverse aging. But I do feel this feeling of yoga is keeping me more intact. And it invites me to live a lifestyle that shows up for that thought, that intention within itself. So these are fun ways to continue to play with things in your life. I mean, we don't realize that we do this from a more negative perspective all of the time unless you're really intentional not to do it. But there are many belief systems that we already have in our mind about things that are aging us or making us sick or making us less healthy or and we still embark in those journeys you know, knowing or feeling that they're not good for us, you know. Um, a good example is when we're in toxic environments, bad relationships, bad work environments. We know it. We dread it. We we avoid it. And it 
hampers our lives. It makes us sick, makes us unhealthy in so many ways and really creates trauma, right? Mm -hmm. And the more that we know we're engaging in it, the more we know that we're in this situation or in these environments, the more the pressure cooker is really turned up on us, right? Just like when you walk into a shala studio and a sacred space and you feel it sacred or you're about to take a bubble bath or whatever, you're walking into a massage therapy office or studio, whatever in your mind is going to be a relaxing, inviting, sacred space and event, you immediately are overcome, overwhelmed with that energy. Start to pay attention to that. Start to really wake up your intuition in that way. You know, when you walk into your bedroom, what are the emotions that come up when you walk into your kitchen, your home, you know, you get into your car, all of these areas, your your office, your classroom, around certain people, you know, what makes you feel good? What makes you not feel so great? You know, for some people, it's really important for them to dress up every day because it changes their state of mind. For other people, that's stressful and that's a hassle, right? For some people, eating breakfast is the beginning of a very fruitful day for them. Other people, it it feels abnormal. It doesn't make them feel as healthy. Some people need to practice yoga or get in some form of physical fitness right away in the morning. For other people, they need to end their days that way. What is your way of living? What is your placebo effect? Thank you for listening. I hope that this gives you just some extra ways of thinking. You know, on a quick side note, this is some of the fun stuff that I've had such a pleasure of being able to do in the sacred space group is, you know, these assignments, these, you know, introspective kind of beyond journaling. It's like really getting to know yourself and taking time to do it. It's funny, just the thought of taking time to do an activity like this can feel daunting, can feel like I don't have time to think about this, but you need to make time. Do you know yourself to the levels of understanding your why and what makes you feel good and what makes you feel distant and, you know, what makes you feel healthy? So go in peace. Namaste. It's me, Breezy Bree, and you just finished listening to a brand new episode of Yoga Podcast. Did you know I started recording back in 2018 with almost 500 episodes, hundreds of those free audio yoga classes? I am so honored to guide you on your personal practice on and off of the mat. Check out my website, lovebreezybreeyoga.com, a link in the show notes will be provided along with lots of amazing information for your practice. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste.